Hello everyone, and welcome back to Footy Nest. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Maddie. On Footy Nest, we talk about women's soccer, highlighting the NWSL and the national teams. It's our job to keep you updated, so let's get started. Today, we'll be talking about the 7th and 8th game days of the NWSL Challenge Cup. And more. The first game day that we'll be talking about um, was July 12th, which was a Sunday, and the first game in that game day was Washington versus Houston. Washington played a 4-3-3 with Aubrey Bledsoe in goal. Then there was Tegan McGrady, Sam Stab, Paige Nielsen, Tori Huster, Andy Sullivan, Ashley Sanchez, Dorian Bailey, Bailey Feist, or Feist, <laughs> and Kumi Okoyama and Ashley Hatch. Houston played a 4-3-3. With Jane Campbell in goal, Alicia Chapman, Katie Naughton, Ali Prisak, Aaron Simon, Christy Mewis, Sophie Schmidt, Rachel Daly, Veronica Latsko, Katie Stengel, and Shea Groom. And Washington ended up winning this game 1-0. Yeah. So Washington used five, yeah, five of their subs, and Houston only used three. So Washington's subs were, um, well, in the 46th minute, Jay Boisier, um, went in for Tegan McGrady in the 52nd minute. Maggie Doherty Howard f- went in for Andy Sullivan. Then there was Jella Hellstrom for Ashley Hatch in the 71st minute. Also in the 71st minute was Katie McClure for Kumi Okoyama. Then in the 79th minute, um, which was Washington's last sub, Brooke Hendricks for Ashley Sanchez. Um, for Houston in the 64th minute. Haley Hansen went in for Aaron Simon, and Nichelle Prince went in for Veronica Latsko. And then in the 87th minute, CC Kaiser went in for Shea Groom. So the player of the match was Washington's Bailey Feist for her goal. The save of the match was Aubrey, Aubrey Bledsoe for her 90 plus 4 minute save. And the no sweat play of the match was Bailey Feist's goal. So, um... Um, of course, Bailey Feist scored the only goal of the game. Um, it was a right-footed shot from the outside from the outside of the box to the bottom left corner, and it was assisted by Ashley Hatch, and it was in the 16th minute. And Rachel Daly hit the for Houston. Rachel Daly hit the crossbar with a left-footed shot from the left side of the box, assisted by Christy Mulis with a through ball in the 41st minute, but it did not end up going in. Yeah, which is a bummer because those two work so well together, man. So the second game of the first game day that we're talking about was Chicago versus Utah. So the game ended 1-0 for Chicago. Um, So Chicago played a 3-4-1-2, which is really complicated. Let me say it again. A 3-4-1-2 with Alyssa Naren goal, Casey Short, Tierna Davidson, whom I'm personally so happy that she's playing. She's my (laughs) sister's favorite player, if anybody even knows who that is, but 
not the point. Julie Ertz, Sarah Gordon, Danielle Kalaprico, Kalea Watt, Morgan Bryan, who's Morgan Gatrot now, yeah. but it's fine. Uh, Vanessa D-, D. Bernardo, Rachel Hill, and Savannah McCaskill. And Morgan Bryan, it, um, she was Morgan Gatrot in one of the games, but in the rest of the rosters, she's still Morgan Bryan, so I wonder if that was a one-game thing. Maybe it was, like, their anniversary or something, and she just wanted to make her husband happy. I don't know. Yeah. Or the rosters are just wrong, and yeah. it's just on her But it was jersey. on her jersey, too. So It yeah, was? I don't know. Okay, okay. So Utah played a 3-4-1-2 as well. Which is um, really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but, you yeah. know, the, go for it. The lineups are, like, it really doesn't matter what it is as long as you have a specific, like, attacking, defending, or midfield-keeping yeah type of play yeah because as long as they yeah. you have people staying where they're supposed to be they can really move around yeah but like as long as you have a like definite forward midfield yeah. in defense it's fine yeah um so there's abby smith and goal emin aminata diallo um taylor leach rachel corsi gunny who has a very long name. Which Gunny Yon's daughter. Yeah, Gunhilder Yon's daughter. <laughs> we just call her Gunny. Yeah. Taylor Light, Madeline Knoll, Katie Bowen, Ariel Ship, um, uh, Mallory Weber, and Britton Ratcliffe. So, Chicago used four out of their five subs, and Utah used five of them. So, for Chicago, Zori Goralski went in for Tierna Davidson in the 33rd minute. Katie Johnson went in for Morgan Bryan in the 46th minute. Michelle Vascon- Vasconcelos. Vasconcelos went in for Kalea, o- Kalea Watt. It's not Ojai anymore. Kalea Watt in the 83rd minute. And Mackenzie Doniak went in for Savannah McCaskill in the 89th minute. And Utah used all five of their subs. Um, Elizabeth Ball went in for Ta- Taylor Leach in the 26th minute, which I'm pretty sure... Like the first time that a player has gone in before halftime, yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, it might have been t- an injury. This game, both of their, um, oh, yeah, both people. Tierna Davidson, though, that hurt me when they took her out so soon. She's <laughs> the best. And then yes, there continue. was Veronica Bokeet or Bokete, um, who's also known as Vero, for Brittany Ratcliffe in the 46th minute. Then there's Lil Labonta for Madeline Knoll in the 58th minute. Kelly O'Hara for Katie Bone in the 71st minute, and Ciara King for um, Taylor Lytle in the 72nd minute. So this game, the player of the match was Casey Short. The save of the match was Alyssa Nair's 30th minute save. And the no-sweat play of the match was Katie Casey Short's 85th minute goal. So um, Casey Short um, scored in the 85th minute, as we just said. Um, it was a header from the center of the box to the bottom left corner, and it was assisted by Savannah McCaskill with the cross. And Utah had an attempt missed by N- Madeline Wolf. Um, Nolf. <laughs> I, I knew that. I read it wrong. Madeline Nolf, right-footed shot from outside the box, um, close up, but missed the top left corner following a corner. The second game day that we're going to be talking about was Monday, July 13th, and the first game day, a game of that game day was Earl Rain versus Portland, which ended in a 0-0 tie. 
So OL Reign played a 4-2-3-1 um, with Michelle Betos in goal, Stephanie Cox, um, Lauren Barnes, Amber Brooks, Celia, Allie Long, Bethany Balser, Rebecca Quinn, Danielle Weatherholt, Sophia Huerta, and Jody Taylor. <laughs> and Sophia Huerta. Okay, Portland played a 4-3-3. Bella Bixby in goal, Megan Klingenberg, Kelly Hubley, Katherine Reynolds, Kristen Westfall, Celeste Boreal, Rocky Rodriguez, Angela Salem, Morgan Weaver, Christine Sinclair, and Simone Charlie. So, um, OL Reign used four of, four of their, their subs, and Portland used three. Yeah, Taylor Smith went in for Bethany Balser at the 40th minute. Yuka Momiki went in for Ali Long in the 58th. Darian Jenkins went in for Sofia Huerta in the 59th. And Jess Fishlock went in for Jody Taylor in the 73rd minute. Yeah, so Tyler Lucy went in for Simone Charlie in the 65th minute, and then Maddie Pogarsh went in for Kristen Westfall in the 90 plus 2, and then Marissa Everett went in for Morgan Weaver in 90 plus 3. I'm kind of confused on why they brought them in so late. I don't, yeah, it's fine. We're just (laughs) going to go with it. Yeah. So the player of the match is Christine Sinclair for... Driving her team forward throughout the whole game. Save of the match was Bella Bixby's 45th plus one minute save. And the no what play of the match was Michelle Betos' 70 minute block. Okay, so O.L. Rain had an attempt that was saved. Taylor Smith, uh, right-footed, shot it from outside the box, and it was saved in the center of the goal. In the 51st minute. Yes, in the 51st minute. And she's plays for O.L. Rain. And Portland had another attempt um, as well with Raquel Rodriguez. She had a left-footed shot from the center of the box, and it was saved in the bottom left corner. And it was assisted by Morgan Weaver in the 70th minute. So the second game of that game day was Sky Blue versus North Carolina. It ended in 0-2 for North Carolina. Um, Sky Blue played a 4-3-3 with Kaylin Schrader in goal, and the rest of the team was Imani Dorsey, Estelle Johnson, Gina Levendorsky, Levendowski, <laughs> Sabrina Flores, Sarah Woldmo, Jennifer Cudjo, <laughs> Jennifer Cudjo. <laughs> this Joe. team has so many names yeah. it's just you know what good for the good for the announcers <laughs> naomi kawasumi mccall zerboni uh paige monahan and ifeoma anumano yep glad you said them <laughs> um so north carolina went with their usual four two 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 um with caitlin rowland and goal jaylene daniels abby urseg abby del camper addison merrick Denise O'Sullivan, Samuels, Dabinia, Crystal Dunn, Lynn Williams, and Kristen Hamilton. So, Sky Blue used three of their subs, and North Carolina used all five. So, Sky Blue had Evelyn Viennes go for Paige Monaghan in the 46th minute. They had Dominique Richardson going for Jennifer Cudjo. 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 In the 66th minute. And Erica Scrosi. For Estelle Johnson in the 82nd minute. 
and North Carolina had Meredith Speck go in for Sam Yost at 64. Jessica McDonald go in for Lynn Williams at 64, which, good for Jess. Like, she finally got to yeah. play. She got over her injury. Really proud of her. Laura, Lauren Millett for Chris, Lauren Millet, what I don't know. Uh, for Crystal Dunn, also in 64th minute. Haley Mace for Dabinia in 66. Lindsay Agnew for Jalen Daniels in the 81st minute. And according to the stats, um, Carolina definitely deserved to win. They had 11 shots compared to the two shots that Sky Blue had. Um, seven shots on target compared to the zero shots on target that Sky Blue had. And everything goes to show on, like, they played way better, except for the possession, where Sky Blue did have um, more possession than Carolina. But that goes to show, like, you can't win without taking shots. Yeah. So that's why, like, having a good offense, offense, offense. Um, is really important. Yes, but also you want to keep that good defense so you don't get scored on when yeah. you have those shots. But listen, they could score on you eight times and you just have to score nine times. You know what I mean? Like, defense is super important, though, and it's great that they do have a great defense. Yeah. Okay, so the player of the match was Sammy Mewis for her goal. Yay! Go, Sammy. What, um, her? I think she definitely deserved it. She always time. deserves it. Yeah. She's so underrated. I love her. Even though she's, like, the tallest person on the planet, <laughs> she's so underrated. Um, the Tower of Power. Tower of Power! Um, the save of the match. They've even got shirts. Yeah, the save of the match was Kaylin Sheridan. Um, Kaylin Sheridan saves because she had so many saves and it was so good. Yeah, and the no sweat play of the match was Crystal Dunn's goal. <laughs> Love her. Okay. Also, her dancing just. Her dancing is amazing. I wish I could dance like Crystal Dunn. <laughs> so, um, um, Sky Blue had an attempt um, that got blocked. Ifeoma Anuwanu um had a right footed shot from the left side of the box which got blocked, and um, McCall Zogoni assisted it and it was in the 24th minute um there was another attempt that was blocked for sky blue in the 69th minute um emily viennes or viennes veins veins i don't know <laughs> um had an also right um left-footed shot from outside the bo- box which got blocked and ifeoma animanu had assisted that shot yeah, so North Carolina, their first goal was um, Sam Mewis, left-footed shot from the center of the box to the bottom left corner, following a corner. Go, Sammy. In the seventh minute. In the seventh minute. She, go, Sammy. Go, Sammy. She just, she deserves all the praise in the world. Yeah. Um, especially from Christy. Let's have Christy praise her over here. <laughs> um I'm sad that they're not going to be able to play each other in the final. We'll announce that next episode. Yes. We'll be talking about those games from June, uh, July 18th um, forward in our next episode. So stay tuned for that. If you did not watch it, I totally did not just spoil it for you. Just pretend I didn't say that. Okay. (laughs) We're just going to all pretend I did not say that. Yeah. But it's fine. You probably already saw the game. Yes, you probably already saw the game. If you're watching, listening to this, you're not watching. You can't see us, but you're (laughs) listening. Okay, back to actual soccer. So Sky Blues, no, no, North Carolina scored their (laughs) second goal in the 56th minute. Crystal Dunn left-footed shot it from the center of the box to the bottom right corner, and it was assisted by Lynn Williams.
So as we said, we're going to be talking about um, all the games from July 18th to the final in the next episode, which is going to be exciting because those are like the highest intensity games. So stay tuned. Yes. Um, the So it'll be Portland Thorns versus the Houston Dash in one semifinal and Sky Blue versus Chicago in the other semifinal. And then the final will be the winners and we don't know who they will be yet. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about the weekend. Uh, Maddie's going to talk about the weekend recap. So this week, kind of a lot happened. Um, Megan Oyster got injured. She broke some ribs, which not good. Is it not good? She specifically for an athlete. (laughs) Yes, especially yeah, and she's not going to be able to play in the semis or possibly the final with her team, which is such a bummer. Uh, She got hurt in the quarterfinal. Not actually positive who hurt her. but she, I do know that after the game, I'm assuming it was Rachel Daly because they're really close, but she was FaceTiming someone on the team and she was in her hospital bed that was probably still actually in the hotel because it was probably in the bubble because, you know, can't go to, you can't go to hospitals any anymore if you don't yeah. want COVID, especially if you're in the bubble. Um, and so uh, she was FaceTiming them while they were having their little celebration and it was pretty funny picture on Instagram. They're all adorable. So... <laughs> you know, go follow everybody, which is, like, you know, my followers on my private account is, like, like, 200 out of the 300 are NWSL players, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Okay, so, Lydia Williams and Steph Catley have been signed with Arsenal. As we've talked about in the past few episodes, Arsenal has been signing a lot of players. It's their summer signing, and they are going to be stacked. Like, I, like, nobody else has a chance next season. Like, they are so stacked. I don't even, I, I, I just, we're gonna just leave it there. They are gonna be so incredible. Well, they better be. They're really gonna let me down if they're not. So, I think we've put it off long enough. It's time to talk about the Orlando Pride curse. So, as a lot of you know, because you've probably listened to our first or second episode, I think it's the second one. Orlando Pride was ended up not participating in the Challenge Cup because um, a few of the players that we're not going to name, a few of the new young players, decided to go out. Decided that it was smart to go out to a bar in the middle of Orlando, like three days before the Challenge Cup started. So which then, PSA isn't that smart? It's not. I don't know if you. They decided to be really stupid. Like I don't. If I was about to go play. In my first, like, big tournament, I would not jeopardize it. Especially, like, not even regularly. Not even regularly, I wouldn't. Even with no COVID, I wouldn't go. Well, first of all, I hate partying and alcohol. But, like, (laughs) and I'm 14, so I shouldn't know that. But I do. So we're going to also not talk about that. But um, I would not go out and jeopardize, especially during COVID, where you could go out and get the virus right before you're going to Utah, like, that's just really and not guys, smart. guys, please wear a mask. Please, please wear a mask. It's, it'll, it even... The little things help. The, it, it always helps. You don't know who you're standing next to. You don't know who you could give it to. It's just, be considerate. Please wear a mask. And we're 
grade school kids, and we're being impacted a lot with our experiences. Yeah, I'm going into freshman year this year, and I'm not going to be able to do it in person. And I might not be able to go on the Washington, D.C. trip. You probably won't. Yeah, yeah. and also, like, I wasn't able to have my bat mitzvah. I was not able to graduate. (laughs) <laughs> like there there's a lot of big important things that so just please wear a mask be considerate yeah people won't die as much you know you know bratty teenagers will be able to have their prom you know okay so the orlando pride curse they have turned into a stan account and sarah could you please explain for what people don't know what's a stan a stan is like a big also my fan. grandpa but <laughs> Um, a stan is, uh, basically a fan that just, yeah, basically just a fan. Like, I stan that person. Like, I'm a fan of them. It's like a big fan of someone. Like, yeah. I'm a Kristen Press stan, yeah. but I think anybody who's listened at all would know that, or anybody who knows me. I'm also practically in love with her, but we're also not going to talk about that. Okay. So, Orlando Pride turned into a stan account for the Challenge Cup right after they got knocked out and they've been doing a lot of funny memes yeah. whoever runs these teams instagram accounts like deserves a pay raise they're all <laughs> hilarious um but orlando every single team that they've said at the beginning of the day they're like they'll say like oh we think that today like they'll make predictions at the beginning of the day and they're like we think today sky blue's gonna win Every single time they've said that, the team that they've predicted is going to win has lost. So, all of the other teams now are like, pray to God that Orlando does not choose us to win because they always lose. So, the Orlando Pride Curse has affected a lot of people, and people have been knocked out now because of the Orlando Pride Curse. Maybe and not I think, just because, but like, well, you, yes, we but, kind of but it's, it's very mind. suspicious. Okay. Like, every single team has been knocked out. Like, who, like, what is going on? I don't understand. So, it's just the Orlando Pride curse, and I figured, you know, we'd tell you about it, because that's my job, especially during Reek and Recap. Okay, so, now, we have something exciting. Tobin Heath and Kristen Press are partnering up or have partnered up with Stacy's, which is a pita chip company. I love pita chips. They're so good, especially <laughs> Stacy's. They've got the great flavoring. Like we I'm really happy they And they're giving up money to women's pool. Yes. But they are they partnered up with Stacy's to be mentors because as you should know if you've, you know, been listening or, you know, like women's soccer uh tobin heath and Kristen press are co-founders with megan klingenberg and megan rapino of a company called re-inc which is a clothing company and is also um redefining the status quo so all their clothing is uh gender neutral it's unisex and they are like they they're just all there they have they employ i think all women actually and then it's they have people of different races, different backgrounds, and so, and they're trying to just redefine what the world believes as the status quo. And they have said, especially Kristen, who's the CEO, has said that she had going into re-ink, because they went, like, right after the World Cup last year, um, going into re-ink, she had absolutely no business experience, and so she was just kind of going into it blindsided, and so she said that it would be really nice to have female mentors, and so Tobin and Kristen are going to Stacy's to go mentor competition winners, there's like this competition, you get chosen, you get to do this program, and it's for all different entrepreneurs, um, 
all different female entrepreneurs to get mentored by these different people. And so Tobin and Kristen have partnered up with Stacy's and are doing this mentorship program. And if you guys want to go check, the pictures that they took with the bags of pita chips are really cute. They look like an old married couple, which they almost are. But again, not going to talk Have about that. Have the winners been chosen already? Yes, there's 15 people, I believe, but I don't know who Lucky they are. them. Yeah, I, like, Megan Rapino was like, can I still sign up? No, it's all Zoom. It's oh, all online. Good. But Megan Rapino, who's their teammate and um, co-founder, is like, why did I not get signed up? Like, I want to I wanna be part of this. And me <laughs> too, Pino. Me too. And then the last thing. We Pino. have... Are they said Queen? No, Pino. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Also, if anybody wants to know, I named my dog after Pino and Kristen Press. And it was my idea. Yeah, but... but the Pino part. My dog. Yeah. So her name's Cooper. We just got her. Her name's Cooper. Her last name, or her middle name's Pino, and because her nickname's CP, so after Kristen Press. So yeah. really proud of myself that we named her after two of my favorite female soccer players, <laughs> just because I don't like dogs, anyone who knows me. So proud of myself. Okay. The last thing for Weekend Recap. We have the Pass It On Challenge with Sarah Gordon. So Sarah Gordon is a... um player on the Chicago Red Stars and she has started this challenge called the Pass It On Challenge where basically she decided to pledge a certain amount of money for certain things she does in the game. So for her, for example, I don't have it pulled up but I can get it real quickly. Yeah, so Sarah was the first person to do it. She pledged $5 to, um, for every pass she completes in her game, she has said that she will pledge $5, um, to a mental wellness initiative. And then she, um, tagged other players and she was like, hey, you have to do this as well. So all these different players have now passed it on to everybody and they have pledged a certain amount of money for different charities that they believe in, charities and organizations that they believe in, and they're pledging a certain amount of money for each pass they make or slide tackle or goal or win as a team or whatever. And so it's really incredible that they're all donating money to all these different important organizations. Okay, now Sarah's going to do the boot of the week. So, in past boot of the week parts of the episodes, um, we've been doing Adidas and Nike mostly. But now I'm going to bring Puma. Puma, I feel like, isn't recognized as much as a really, really good um, boot creator. But they have some really futuristic and really nice designs. So, today's um, boot of the week is the Puma Future 5.1 FG and AG Firm Ground Soccer Cleat. If you don't know what FG and AG is... There's lots of um, ways to say, like, what type of material, um, not material, like, texture each boot is for. Um, FG is firm ground. AG, I think, is artificial ground. Um, yeah, just so you, if you wanted to know. The colors are um, Nergy Peach and Fizzy Yellow. Basically, 
neon orange and neon yellow and um the soul plate is silver like metallic silver so what's special about um lots of these puma futures is that it's made to lace any way you choose for the best fit possible it has like these types of holes um and you could just put the lace wherever but it's really cool you should definitely check it out um it's it has a lightweight and flexible p-backs outsole and it keeps you on your toes and offers plenty of traction from their hybrid studs and the hybrid is fg and ag um this stud helps allow for optimum traction on both firm ground and artificial turf surface turf surfaces um it's 7.2 ounces and some uh yeah and uh i think it looks really cool honestly the neon colors fit each other well and it has a collar that goes pretty high up your ankle and i really like how the lacing is easy to change but i've tried changing the lacing on these and it's uh sometimes it's hard to figure out like what's the best for you i'm pretty sure that the box does come with a pamphlet of like the different ways to lace it up um but one thing that i think should be changed about this is just the sole plate color because as i said before it's metallic silver and i feel like it just doesn't really work well with the rest of the boot considering that the rest of it is neon um but yeah i think that it's a pretty good boot for any attacking or midfield players um and yeah that's the boot of the week Thanks for listening to Footy Nest with Maddie and Sarah. If you like our podcast and want to know more, go check out our Instagram, Twitter, or website. Our information is in the description. Join us next time when we will be discussing the last games and more. Adios! Adios.